Abraham Lincoln, the 16th President of the United States and is regarded as America's greatest hero due to his role as savior of the Union and emancipator of all the enslaved people in the land. His rise from humble beginnings to achieving the highest office in the land is a remarkable story, that personifies the very American dream that we all fight for to this day. The Lincoln Party carries on the struggle for emancipation of people from slavery in these United States and all around the world because today the numbers of enslaved people are far greater than what they were in Lincoln's day. And as the leader of the Lincoln Party I am keenly interested to emancipate all of our people from the scourge of mental slavery as well. Indeed, part of what made Lincoln the country's greatest president is that he embodied the American dream. Unlike a wealthy, slaveholding plantation owner such as Washington, Lincoln was born into poverty. He was not part of the American elite. He wasn't a military hero, yet he was the real hero of the Civil War and the most notable martyr of the war that saved these untied states from destruction, dissolution and from the scourge of slavery. When Abraham Lincoln took the oath of office 72 years after Washington, he confronted the greatest crisis in American history with a nation torn in two. Harold Holzer, director of the Roosevelt House Public Policy Institute at Hunter College, says that Lincoln's work to preserve the union that Washington helped to create is part of what made him the country's greatest president. Saving the union, which would have ended the American experience, and eradicating the sinful hypocrisy of slavery gives him the edge for me. Plus, he died for his nation's sins. He was the last victim of the violence necessary to secure the bond between the states. That makes him all the more heroic. Indeed the largest part of what made Lincoln America's greatest president is that he embodied the American dream through and through. Because unlike a wealthy slaveholding plantation owner such as Washington, Lincoln was born into abject poverty. He certainly was not part of any American elite. He was not a military hero. He was not a successful self-made entrepreneur or business person, either. He was just an ordinary poor boy who became a man because he rose from obscurity and strange circumstances, never allowing his beginnings to cloud his end, and he thus was able to prove that anyone could make it big in America. Lincoln was also the greatest writer among all the presidents past and present. Tolstoy, Stowe and Whitman all believed this, because it was Lincoln who had authored, co-authored or edited more than 50 books by himself. Furthering that claim is because the Gettysburg Address and Lincoln's second inaugural address are among the most iconic texts in the country's history. Today, President Lincoln's words are part of the American gospel. And by comparison, for all of his totem-like dignity, Washington was not a memorable phrasemaker. He inspired by leading by example. Lincoln, though, created almost a second declaration of independence in his prose. Lincoln's six-foot, four-inch frame added to his aura, in a way he was almost mythologically admirable because of his physical attributes. He was one big guy. He's still the tallest president we've ever had. People took to him because, like Washington, he was much bigger than his contemporaries and capable of physical feats, which made him admired by men, who were the voters. Everyone knows that Lincoln was amusing and told many jokes, but most of us also recall that he was the lightning rod for people's anxieties, and by having a sense of humor he helped the country to endure all of Job's trials and tribulations that took many more years than the length of his presidency. And that is the way to remember Lincoln because he is the symbol of national endurance by that extra strength, height and sense of humor. And although Abraham Lincoln today is known as one of the greatest American presidents, at the time of his Cooper Union speech in New York City, he was a complete unknown. Yet, he subsequently rose to popularity largely due to his eloquent address at the Coop Union Hall, and thus it was his public speaking in New York City, that placed him at the hands of the journalists who delivered his words across the telegraph wires and thus the voters throughout the land took a shine to Honest Abe. Such was his meteoric rise to power that before the time of the general election of 1860, 
no one would have predicted Lincoln's success, and thus he was underestimated as the third-party independent candidate who didn't have a chance to win. Yet, by the grace of God and by the sharpness of his intellect and the carriage of his public speaking voice, he split both slave-supporting parties, Democrats and Whigs, and he squeezed through to the presidency beating out the incumbent Whig James Buchanan, and his opponent Democrat Party nominee without much fanfare. Yet he was magnanimous in victory because he wanted a government G national unity, and that is why after the inauguration, Lincoln convened a team of rivals and that was not only his cabinet, but his constant entourage of powerful enemies who kept him in check, because he wanted to join all voices in one room, in the same way that he wanted to join the country under one big tent of unity. And of course he had to learn the necessary skills to be able to deal with a divide country, with an internal enemy that had a greater and better equipped army than Lincoln could muster, and that is why his internal team of rivals inside the White House administration was helpful for his to be able to address all the issues form the various points of view. Please keep in mind that Lincoln also he had to lead with a House of Parliament that was Congress as a partisan environment and Senate that was a minefield of opposition. And indeed that was not something that he could have prepared for because that nasty partisan environment didn't exist during earlier presidencies, nor was the severe animosity present at any earlier time against any other president before him. He had saved himself from assassination numerous times, and weathered those attacks with humor and penance, well before the Ford Theater successful brain attack by the assassin's bullet that ended his life. Yet regardless of all that, Lincoln was unafraid and devoted his life to carry on the struggle for independence and emancipation of all enslaved individuals and in winding the Civil War as well. Therefore I dare say that in a Darwinian sense, Lincoln was very adaptable, flexible, and pliant. Yet he also always had the most rational and erudite voice, even if it was not the loudest one, inside the cabinet of rival factions, that he had brought together to serve the country as a government of national unity. One of the most common speculative questions in American history is how Lincoln, had he lived, would have handled the contentious process of Reconstruction differently from his successor, Andrew Johnson. I think Lincoln would have been savvy enough to negotiate and execute the Reconstruction far more ingeniously than Johnson ever would. In the other opposite scenario, he also couldn't have done any worse, because had Lincoln been around for the end of the 1860s and the early 1870s, we might not have needed a second civil rights movement in the 1960s to fulfill that unkept promise. Regardless of all that, President Abraham Lincoln had his share of critics, and some who even blame him for moving too impetuously in defending the Civil War and suspending habeas corpus, as well as the many others who fault him for moving too slowly in abolishing slavery. And there is a case to be made for all of that. Yet in all reality, he's still the one, who did more than anyone else to end the blight of slavery, the cardinal sin of our country. Lincoln owns the mantle of the great emancipator, not only because he's the one who did it and suffered through the decision also because he is the one who enshrined it in stone so that it would be impossible for our nation to backtrack come hail or high water. Of course, no good deed goes unpunished, and the great liberator was assassinated, and thus lives forevermore. Yours. Dr. Churchill. P.S. The Lincoln Party today is the embodiment of Abraham Lincoln's ideas and dreams and as such we personify the American dream for all people enslaved in mind, in body or in spirit. God bless.